Hi, thank you for joining us. I'm Charlotte Wood, and I'm podcasting from the Bondak Montessori in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Today, we're starting our summer series about Montessori outside school, outside the classroom environment. And if you haven't already listened to the podcast or read the blog post that came just before this one, episode 72 on the podcast, and the blog post entitled Montessori Isn't Just School, we'd really recommend that you start there. But just as a little bit of background, it's summer. It's summer in the Northern Hemisphere where we're located, and a lot of families are out of school for the summer. Additionally, we know we have a lot of listeners and readers who, for any number of reasons, are not attending a Montessori school during the school year. And even if you are attending a Montessori school during the school year, sometimes summer schedules are a little bit different. And we've received a number of requests and feedback asking for more information about implementing Montessori things at home. Lifestyle, tips from the classroom, what can we do to bring this philosophy into the most important environment in a child's life, their home. And so during the summer, we'll be going over a few key areas of classroom life that dovetail nicely into home life. And this isn't to create more work. In fact, hopefully, you find these tips helpful. They're intended to be helpful. Not big changes, but small changes, free changes that hopefully make a big difference and big benefit. And as always, keep us posted. Let us know what's working and what isn't, what questions you have. And we look forward to hearing stories of how these things are unfolding at home. So the first concept we're taking from the classroom and bringing home is space, the classroom space. In Montessori, we call this the prepared environment and it's the classroom space, the school, this shared communal space that we get ready for the children before they come. But it's a space specially prepared for this group of children, for this group of similarly aged children that contains what they need. And so we get it ready ahead of time. We make sure everything is child size, thinking about what it's going to be like when a child walks into this space for the very first time or for the first day of school when it's their fourth year and their final year in the primary CASA community. Is what the child needs available to them? Can a child meet their own needs with the tools available? Can a child take care of themselves and help care for the environment with these tools? And so there's a lot of academics, a lot of social development, a lot of physical development, and all of these materials that are available on the shelves are intended to meet those needs. But this is a really nice way to bring things from the classroom community home. What is one space that can become a bit more of a prepared environment in your home? 
And this is one of those times when it's so tempting to do uh, a Marie Kondo-esque overhaul with a home environment and start from scratch and redo everything. It can be really, really appealing. And the contagiousness of, of changing things and refreshing things and making it better can make it really appealing to take everything out and start anew. But we'd encourage you to start small. Small changes are easier to implement and small changes become habits, which then those habits domino into what a few weeks or months or even years down the road, you reflect back and it's become a complete overhaul. But a complete redo is hard to stay with because it's such a tremendous change. But if that's what your family needs and that's what you're ready for, go for it. And we can't wait to hear how it's working out. But we'd encourage you to start small. What's one area that could use a little bit of preparation? And this is a physical space type thing. Is it perhaps in the kitchen? Uh, If children are happy to be independent with some healthful snacks, snacks that you choose, that's the prepared part, and helping themselves. So maybe it's having a small pitcher or a tap at the child level that they can serve themselves a little bit of water and select uh, a piece of fruit or a small type of protein. Maybe it's one drawer in the fridge that is specially set aside for snacks. When a child identifies, I'm feeling a bit out of sorts. Oh, that's hunger. This is where I can go and find what I need. And again, the prepared part is that we keep that ready. We keep those snacks that we have chosen available for a child and that it's ready for them to be able to help themselves rather than needing to ask for assistance in getting something like a drink of water, a task that they feel very confident in doing and that fills them with pride and a level of satisfaction that I can do this by myself. Or maybe it's a play area. Maybe you've stepped on one too many Legos or one too many Barbie shoes and it's just going to be the Barbies or you. Uh, So maybe the play area would be an area worth a little bit of time and preparation. Those boxes that toys come in are lovely and it's so nice to see what a box, what a toy came in, but they tend to be made of cardboard and after a fair amount of use, they break down and then they don't necessarily get back where they belong. So maybe putting items in tubs or in baskets so that everything can get put back where it belongs. All like items can be collected together. And then maybe if it's possible, having a shelf rather than a bin for items to go back on. Often we have a shelf or a coffee table or some type of space for that can be set aside as the play area. And we already have something available to us. These aren't intended to be high cost, go out and get something new suggestions. We often have something like this just lying around. When items are displayed on a shelf, it's clear that everything has a home. And if a toy has a home, there's a higher likelihood that it will be returned to the home. Another benefit of having shelves is that it limits how many things can be out at once. 
because although we might like to have all the crayons out at once, we can't color with crayons and markers and play with Legos all at once. We can do all of those things, but one at a time. And so having a space for the crayons or the crayons and the markers or all the coloring supplies together and a basket or container or tub for them to go in and have a space back on the shelf for them to be returned to. And when you're done with that activity, of course you can move on to whatever you'd like to do next. But having a space for things to call home helps pave the way for things to be tidied up when a child is done playing with them. It's fine to rotate things out, rotate things through, maybe having eight to 10 favorite items. And then when those tend to be a little tired, switching those out for other items, keeping out of use items in a closet or in a garage, um, somewhere out of sight, out of mind, so that they can be rotated through once a week or once a month or whenever interest dictates. Another area that has great dividends is having a workspace, whether that be a small table and chairs, an area of the coffee table that's cleared off, and this is where you can bring your toy to play, or this is where you can bring your coloring when you're ready or your puzzle, or even a small mat, a bath mat, or a a soft entryway mat, something small, maybe two by four, or three by five that a child can fold or roll when they're done working. And when they're ready to take out a work, to roll out their mat or to take it to their table and work as long as they want, and then returning it to the shelf so that they can choose whatever they'd like to choose next. Of course, at home, we might want to play on the couch, or we might want to sit on a chair, or we might want to read a book in bed, We tend to move around differently than when we're at work. We tend to work at our desk. But giving a point of interest that this is where you can play or this is where you can color means that things are less likely to be forgotten. When you're working with some Legos on a rug and then you get distracted and go help yourself to a drink of water because you have those cups available to you, then you come back and you notice there's markers on the shelf, but you can't really color on the floor, so then you take the markers and some paper over to a table, the coffee table or a table and chairs, and then you notice, oh, my sibling is going to go play outside, and then you tend to walk away from those things and go do sidewalk chalk outside. Whereas if there's one place to work, Then when you come back to that workplace, really excited to color, you'll probably notice, oh, I still have my Legos out. You have to do something with them so there's space to color. And if there's a space to put them, there's a higher likelihood that they'll get put away. Maybe it's the bath area. Maybe a small basket to put toys in after bath time. A small hook on the wall so that a child has half a chance of being able to hang up their robe or their towel after bath time, or a small basket for them to put their clothes in when they're done changing. If there is a space for these processes to happen, the tidying up of toys, the changing out of clothes, the hanging up of wet towels, if there's a space prepared, the habits have a way to follow. If there is nowhere for me to put my toys when I'm done playing, How or why would I clean up? 
This is where that prepared piece of the prepared environment is so vital. So, what is an area that's posing challenge? Is it constantly needing to be called upon to help with getting a drink of water or helping yourself to a nutritious snack? Or is it bath time or end of day routine or play time or tripping over toys or something we haven't even thought of? What's one area that a little bit of preparation could take place, probably with items that you can find around your home, with a small amount of effort, a small amount of preparation that would pay dividends in tidying up after your child and helping your child to be successful. Thanks for joining us. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bondec, and email us with comments, questions, and suggestions at hello at bondec.org. We'll be back next time with another tip for bringing Montessori home. Until next time.